0: Hey there! Welcome to the Soil and Roots podcast, digging beneath the surface to uncover the hidden ideas that form us, our church, and the culture. I'm Brian Fisher,
1: and I'm Kyle Moody,
0: and this is the greenhouse episode of episode 62, the Magic Kingdom. We were joking how we are using greenhouse as a verb, mm-hmm. we greenhouse something, we're greenhousing it. Yeah, I don't I think love that's it. I don't think that's a grammatically correct. We break grammatical uh, rules though a lot here. What well, do you mean words. here? Like on the podcast? Yeah, or yeah. in America. Well, no, well, here on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've invented several words and terms and. Sure.
1: Well, you mean like heart view?
0: Heart view, deep discipleship. Well, right, but those hate aren't indicators.
1: Yeah, but those aren't really the same thing as greenhousing.
0: Yeah, that's true. I it's like actually. greenhousing. I like that. Well, we're gonna stick with it. Love it. Well, anyway, what greenhousing is is Kyle and I come in and we beat up mm-hmm. the previous episode, and what we're attempting to do is model what we want you to be doing. Mm-hmm. So in your family, with your friends, with your small group, if you're in a greenhouse, there's actually a, a, a rhythm of the greenhouse called exploration. Mm-hmm. And this is what we do. We take the material and we say, eh, that doesn't sound right or that sounds really good. Let's let's talk through these ideas. No,
1: honestly, I, I that sounds negative because I don't see it as beating up what you've done. I see it as exploring the things that have come up when you're listening to it. So, yeah. I don't see this as like when I come on here, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to rip this apart. I just think it's more of a,
0: oh, I don't should. understand that. Why? It would make for a better podcast if you had that attitude. Yeah.
1: To rip apart what you're saying? Oh, yeah.
0: More tension, hmm. more conflict. Well, that's not,
1: you know what? That's not my jam. So. People are just going to have to understand that I'm not going to come in here and we rip need you to have apart. Tim back because then Tim
0: will do it for you. <laughs> exactly.
1: There we go. Yes, he can come in and rip you apart, and yeah. I'll say okay.
0: Well, but we do have debate. I mean, well, in course. the exploration oh, yeah. section, like there are things that are said that mm. you know, civil discourse is something we've lost, and so we bring that back. So anyway, Kyle Absolutely. and I are trying to replicate that mm-hmm. every other episode here mm-hmm. as a means of fostering that sort of civil discourse, debate, agreement. Uh, in the groups that you might be listening to the podcast with. Well,
1: and that's what we were talking about before is that it's so important to be able to have a space where you can beat up ideas in a good way and explore your story and explore the things that maybe you're thinking in a way that, you know, you didn't realize how damaging they were or how positive they were and how they can impact other people. So, yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to do is just show that to have this open, honest, raw discussion...
0: You well, said something interesting there. So I think people. I think one of the things that makes the the kingdom, sec- you know, this season, the Forgotten mm-hmm. Kingdom, so interesting, is because we are tying it to season two, mm-hmm. which was all about the discipleship dilemma. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that fascinates me about the greenhouse is it gives space to be able to explore story. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is what most of us. Experience in modern Christianity outside of therapy, right? Right, you know, where we have I the mean, opportunity in a yeah. trusted group to explore how our history affects our mm-hmm. discipleship today, and I think that's and I think when it comes to the kingdom, we're discovering right that some of the ideas we have about the kingdom are from our stories. So mm-hmm. this, these things are all integrated.
1: That's a great point, and because uh, when you were talking about that, I was reminded of past community groups that I've been a part of. And at the beginning, which you've loved, uh, we won't go into that. But which at the beginning we, they've said, you know, tell us about your story. You know, like who were you, how did you and your wife meet, and stuff like that. And that's great. But then that's that's never really tied into your journey after that, right? So that what Segmented. you're saying, yeah. yeah, is a huge key that I think is so different. Because it's all, again, it goes to this idea of integration. Right. That it's not just, well, this is my story and this is my past, and this is how I'm learning how to follow Jesus. Mm, this is all very interrelated.
0: I'm starting to become comfortable with saying our journey with Jesus today to become more like him mm-hmm. is dependent on us understanding our, stories in the past.
1: You weren't comfortable with that before?
0: I don't think so because that's not the way that we're typically raised. That's not you know in at least in my church experience over the last however many decades, it's it's not a place to explore how past experiences, relationships impact today. It's all about mm. moving forward. Mm. So, I'm coming to the conclusion we move forward by also moving backward. Mm-hmm. in a healthy way to be oh, able yeah. to explore those things. Mm-hmm. That that has not been the vibe of my Christian experience. Interesting. It's interesting. It's Bible study. Do I have accurate doctrine? Mm-hmm. Uh am I, you know, an Orthodox Christian and do I do the, the normal good Christian things? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, your story is your story and that's not a that's not a churchy thing. We don't we don't deal with that here. Unless yeah. you're addicted to something. Right. That's... Or you're in a
1: small group that is Dedicated to that that particular thing, very
0: special. Well, no, I'm
1: saying like like you said, like an addiction group or a morning group or a relief group, something. Right, it's something. Yeah, okay. Right. Mm, So as we've
0: been exploring the the kingdom theme now, and you know we're just starting season four, I'm I'm realizing how those things are tied together. Mm -hmm. Like our Mm. understanding of what the kingdom is today. Is not just doctrinal; mm-hmm. it's story. Oh, absolutely! It's bound to our individual stories, and those are extremely important as we explore the kingdom and how it's how it's uh, growing and mm-hmm. played out in our own lives and in the lives of the world today. Well,
1: yeah, and I think that's where it gets sticky: is that people have been entrenched in certain ideas and they've grown up with certain things, and when you challenge that, or when something someone you know offers a different opinion about that. You get defensive because you're like, well, wait a minute. This is what I've always thought. And this is what I was brought sure. up to r- believe. Sure. And if you're challenging that, you're challenging me. And that's not the, that's not the issue. It's not a value issue. Well, but
0: yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it isn't. It isn't, right? Because we live in a culture where I can't disagree with you without you personally getting offended.
1: Well, sure. Right. Well, now, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It used to be civil discourse was mm-hmm. we're going to beat up an idea, beat up a doctrine, beat up a belief, beat up a whatever, a saying, mm-hmm. And we're going to shake hands apart, friends. Today, that's really confused to where your disagreement is a statement of my worth.
1: Well, and then you're choosing another side. Like, if you're not agreeing with me, then that means you're my enemy. Right. And we can't see eye to eye. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, so we started off the episode by kind of reviewing... Uh, way back, I think it's episode three, The Magnificent Seven, seven characteristics of the kingdom that we introduced way back when Mm. in season one, Mm -hmm. just to kind of get our minds refreshed. And then we, the purpose of the episode is to kind of settle on a working definition. And I say working because it it might change as we move through the season. And there's lots of different ways to describe the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. So we started with uh, Dr. Jeremy Treat's really simple, elegant definition, Mm -hmm. which is the kingdom is God's reign, through God's people over God's place. so let's sort of start there and work through the episode chronologically so yeah. how did it hit you Is that uh, does that resonate with you?
1: yeah I mean I you you said in the podcast that it was a static passive picture yeah I disagree uh I think it's a very dynamic def- definition, but you have to dig a little deeper into it
0: like there's what, what it, makes it dynamic
1: the thought that it elicits. Okay, so so like the first thing I started thinking of was okay, well, what does it mean to reign for God's people to reign through Him? Like, what what is what does God's reign through us look like? I mean, now let's just talk. Take the first part does, of that it definition. Doesn't
0: feel energetic to me. It does to you.
1: Energetic? How would it feel energetic to you? How does that God's reign through us is not energetic?
0: It, I it see that as very active feels static to me.
1: Okay. Well, maybe I'm not understanding what you mean by static. Like, what do you mean by that? Cause I, I hear that and I think boring and it's like, Oh, there's not much flash to it. Is that what you mean? What uh, do you mean by stat? Or is it more, you're, you're more intellectual with it. Like you're, definition of static
0: is much is much higher than what my limited <laughs> the perspective is. Well, but just it just mean means not, like it's not it seems like it's a, a snapshot. It's a point in time. God's reign through God's people over God's place. Mm-hmm. I think well the president of the United States is governing over the people right now. Like it, it doesn't if mm-hmm. there's there's not energy, there's not power, there's not momentum, I don't feel like that's a transforming definition. I like it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's accurate. Mm-hmm. But there, it doesn't feel like there's movement to me, but it does to you. Oh, Yo, absolutely. God's what reign words... through
1: us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I get charged up by that. You're char- Well, you're fairly easily charged up. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> well,
1: okay. That's true. But at the same time, I mean, God's reign through us. What is, I mean, and again, it, yeah, if you just gl- gloss over it, then it's like, okay, that sounds nice. But if you really start thinking about that, what does that mean? What is God's reign? Okay.
0: What does it mean to you? Let's through let's,
1: us. Right. I see it as changing the world.
0: Okay. That's what I see. see I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I, okay. But why, why do those words evoke that?
1: Resonate you, with me? Yeah. Be, uh, well, I think it's because of my journey and what I've been doing recently. Your story. And yeah, <laughs> story is a huge, huge part of it. Right. And the fact that I'm, you know, yeah. I mean, you you make fun of me for all the pop culture references and movie examples and all that stuff, but that well, I don't I mean, ever make fun of you. Oh, no, I am sorry, you don't. You're, that's right. That, that's a huge misconception. Uh, but I am a sucker for that kind of when i when I see a movie, I get in I get lost in it, and yeah. when I, I just I put myself in there, and that's why you know you look at my top ten movie list and you'll you it'll make perfect sense. But so that that statement, God's reign through us. I just see, I see a battlefield, I see people that are decked out in armor, that are highly trained, that are highly skilled, that are beat up, that are broken, that are just going into this, going into the fray with knowing that it's going to be a crazy, and a crazy battle, and they, they might even think that we might lose this, and people around them are like, you're crazy for going into this, but they're like, I don't care. I'm wa- I'm going into this because I know that God wants me here. He's going to equip me to do it. If I die doing it, I die. But this is worth forging hmm. into this Man, mess. I don't
0: get that. So you have a very romantic and a good way yep. story-driven perception of that definition.
1: So what do you hear? What do you what do you feel when you see when you hear that?
0: Uh, I, it's I, it's just moment in time, state of being. And I guess maybe because the word rain to me is not an action word. It's not huh. a it's a, it's a, statement of condition, not a... Like you're picturing a battlefield. I mm-hmm. picture like Congress stuck in session. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I don't mind the word. I'm just... That's right. sort of the mental huh. image I have of the word rain. I like it. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I relate it to like British monarchy, hmm. which I don't understand our fascination with that at all. Like I do not get our fascination with the king, queen and the princes and whatever they have going over there. So maybe it's because I associate the word "reign" with sort of a,
1: when you say we're fascinated,
0: Americans by that? are fascinated by British royalty and monarchy. And I don't get it at all. Okay.
1: Again, different circles. I don't know who's what well, it's
0: like they're always in the media. They're, they're, like oh, see, the well, I know. British royalty is always in the American media. Like, hmm. One of their oh, you
1: mean like Prince Henry and all that? Yeah, yeah. Where they are and what
0: what shows they're producing and what planes they fly, and I'm like, why? Why is this even on our radar? Well, but I think we're just fascinated
1: by celebrity now. It's all it's a celebrity culture. But what? Because they're I mean they're the old school celebrities, right? right. I mean Uh, they're the ones that were
0: anyway. That's sort that's sort of how I associate the word rain. Hmm, that's interesting. I probably need to disassociate the word rain from that sort of paradigm. Think so?
1: Because rain means something very different to me.
0: It means battle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means overtaking. Done. It means overcoming. It means conquering. Yeah, in that's a good probably way. what that's in probably a good what
0: way. treatment meant, I would suspect. Huh. All right. Well, what do you mean about what about the word "this place"?
1: Mm, oh, well, yeah. I mean that. So again, my first thought was, what is God's place? Is it heaven? Is it earth? Is it both? What do you like think? that? I, I think. I mean, if he's saying God's reign through God's people over God's place, my my immediate reaction would be that's the earth. So it's his it's his reign through us on earth, which is preparing the earth for his return. Whatever that looks like. So he's
0: like. not ruling in heaven or he is reigning in heaven?
1: Uh, what? Well, yeah, he's reigning in heaven. Why would I not think he's reigning in heaven? Well,
0: because you said this place means the earth.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I can see why you would say that, but... I just assume that I mean God's always ruling over heaven.
0: So you're assuming He's reigning in heaven. Oh yeah, but oh. through Jesus, He's now also reigning on earth.
1: Because it's it, it's taking it's it's focused to me the the focus is on the people. So it's God's people in God's place, meaning that we're the people on the earth. Like He's obviously He's ruling in heaven, but this this well, definition. I'm just, I'm just clarifying. You no, I know. You, you I'm just saying. I'm just trying to explain what I'm thinking. That it's it's the people on earth that he's reigning through us on earth to prepare the earth and get the earth ready for his return.
0: And you mean the earth earth or just the people on the earth? you mean the actual physical earth yeah. and nations and culture and mm-hmm. all that stuff? Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, and again, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle and there's, you know, that's, it's not easy. And Jesus told us that he told us it was not going to be easy. Right. But I see it as, yeah.
0: Okay. So if we were to sort of paraphrase this a little bit, mm-hmm. the the gospel according to Kyle,
1: Oh boy! Oh, God's, God do that.
0: Uh, conquering, mm-hmm. reign means conquering to you. Changing, changing, reforming, reforming. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. through his people, people that are following him, mm-hmm. over everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Now again, because you were saying, well, I you wanted to like come up with a different definition of it yeah. or a different thing. I came up with some, which I oh think, you did? Oh yeah. Uh, I I came up with redeeming all things by reforming the destruction.
0: <laughs> that's bleak at the end. What? No, it's not. Reforming re- the destruction? Not, hold on, yes.
1: Redeeming all things by reforming the destruction. What
0: is? The, what do you mean by
1: the destruction? The fall. The darkness that's happened. The destruction. brokenness.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. the, but that seems like it's universal destruction. Tr-
1: yeah, well, it wasn't. Like,
0: it? I think Alderan, like... Oh, boy. Blown, blown to smithereens.
1: Well, okay, well, that's not how I see it. Oh. I don't see it as... Yeah, it's re- unredeemable. It's redeeming... All things, you're missing the first part. You're focused no, on I got the negative. That part. <laughs> Redeeming all things by reforming the destruction. Reforming
0: this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that the you're one taking
1: one something, and okay, you want to take it about, like Alderaan? You want to use that image? You could say it like, all oh, these pieces are just scattered, and it's broken, and it's gone. And you think, oh, it's obliterated. You can't do anything with it. Uh-uh. God can bring all of that stuff back, and he can reform it into something that's even better than it was before. Hmm.
0: There you go. Do you have another one? <laughs> oh,
1: geez. Uh I mean, they're all kind of, I mean, redeeming our deformed souls. <laughs> the, and again, these are brainstorms. So that one I'm not as, as proud of yeah. Uh Reclaiming our hearts. And then I did reconciling instead of redeeming, reconciling all things. Yeah. By re- you said no?
0: I said yeah. Oh, okay. Re- reconciling. That's the word I I've sort of gone with. Just because
1: Reconciling? Yeah. So you like that better than redeeming?
0: Uh, well, I like them all. I mean, I used a bazillion rewords. Yeah. I mean, I think they all no, think fit in great. some category. I, I was sort of riffing off of you know Colossians one, where mm-hmm. where Paul talks about the reconciliation of all things, the putting back into right relationship of all things.
1: Yeah, I see that as reforming.
0: Yeah, I think those are those are all. It is striking how many rewords get used. I mean, well, I, I didn't really recognize it, and still I I tried to, to, I just started seeing that pattern. And I'm like.
1: Well, These yeah, all over the place. When you started saying that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's yeah. brilliant!" That how you made that connotation with the D words, like the destruction, yeah. decon- I mean, de- all of this stuff. I mean, I was, wow, that's amazing.
0: They're very. It's an interesting way to look at the war mm-hmm. between the two kingdoms. That the kingdom of darkness is deteriorating and distorting God's good creation, and the kingdom of light is recreating, reconciling putting, reforming, right? Putting things mm-hmm. back together. I'm not familiar with sort of positioning the cosmic war between the two kingdoms in that, in that way. But I, you know, when you start reading the words, you can't, oh. they're all in mean, the rewords are all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's I a mean, resurrection. <laughs> you don't know yeah, mean? like Right. Yeah. I was, uh, I was kind of fascinated by that. Okay. Do you have any more? A-
1: any more, uh, Definitions. Defi- oh, well. Redeeming our detached ideas.
0: Are detached ideas,
1: yeah, yes. Re notice that I'm doing the re and the d in there. Oh, yes, like I'm all of not them picking up on Except, that. Thank you. yeah, the de- destruction. Yeah. What was
0: your first one then? The one that you the really one that learned? I liked, yeah.
1: redeeming all things by reforming the destruction. That's very artistic. I'm very, I, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say I'm very proud of that one. I think it's, I think it's
0: good. <laughs> I'm, I'm as proud. Oh, of thank that one. you.
1: See, I need validation all the time, yes, but yeah, I, I yeah. Because okay. it was a riff on what you were doing like the the seed that you planted I tried to go in and water it and make it bloom a little bit so it's good. not that yours is not good
0: it's just that you, you don't have to the validate door. me you're the one with these self-esteem issues I mean that's true yeah. yeah so the one that I we landed on at the end of the episode was um, the unstoppable reconciliation of all things through the transformation of dark ideas to light. So I'm I'm trying to energize mm-hmm. <laughs> what I thought needed some energy. You disagree? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and tie it into sort of our whole theme of discipleship is the transformation of ideas. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's working. Because I, I do think reconcil- there's so many different re-words you mm-hmm. can use mm-hmm. that it's really hard to describe the cosmic nature of what Jesus is doing, you know, in either eight or 14 words, mm-hmm. but I've, I just felt like we should sort of have some, you know, some place to start on. Yeah. The concept of goodness. How did that strike you? So we talked about Albert Walters, uh, book creation regained where he says, Hey, goodness is an X axis. Mm. Uh, creation is, is in its essence good. Mm-hmm. Do you think that most people following Jesus today believe That creation, culture, mankind is in its essence good.
1: My first reaction is absolutely not. Well, that's strong. Yeah. Now again, because at first blush, if you say what you said, do you believe that creation, culture, all of this is inherently good? Yeah. I think most people would say, are are you crazy? Do you look at the news? Do you see what's out, out there? everything is terrible and it's awful and it's all falling apart. Yeah. And I understand that because we're constantly bombarded with those sorts of stories and that kind of attitude, but there's so much more going on underneath the surface. And I've had conversations with people in the last several months that I normally never would have had. God has put me in a position where I can, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of people that I never would have been, introduced to before, and the conversations that I have with these strangers is very indicative of what my attitude about the world is, which is it is a it is a good place, which is not what you're, we're constantly told. I mean, I was raised in a, a home that not my parents, not so much, but my grandparent, my grandfather, and, you know, people, older people that in my family were very disaster oriented.
0: So where does the confusion come in? If we, not not everybody's going to accept the premise, but if we start with the premise that we are created good, mm-hmm. we have inherent, we are inherently good, mm-hmm. but corrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is it that we've gotten to the point where so many of us assume, no, we're corrupted and not good.
1: Do you think, well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this with a question back to you. Do you think that most people believe, genuinely believe that when we're born, we're good?
0: I'm not even talking about born or but I not think, born. I mean, is a, are you as a human being inherently a good creation?
1: That's what I'm saying. I think it goes with that because if I think, you know, we're taught that we're born sinners, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you're born with this darkness, You're born with this taint almost. So that is just going to perpetuate as you get older, right? I mean, isn't that the unconscious sort of idea? That as you get older, you're going to do bad things. You're going to be drawn towards the darkness until you understand about Jesus or God comes into your life and then, oh, you're not so much drawn to that anymore, but it's still there and you've still got to fight constantly against it.
0: Right, and so when I say that, that well the war is real, I mean that tension is mm-hmm. real. We yeah. we live in two kingdoms. But we are still inherently good. I see now there I'm Now but did, my point is are we confusing two terms, good and righteous? Yes. Well, cuz so I gave the example of culture, right? We went through that exercise right. of how we view the so Which I did.
1: I went through all of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: let's talk about... So media would be the one that most likely today most people would say, wow, that's, you know... It's bad. It's bad. Mm -hmm. The question is, is it inherently a good thing to be able to communicate story and information to people through increasingly interesting and beautiful uh, channels? Of course not.
1: Is it it inherently good? good? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, I was saying if it's bad. Yes, inherently good, of course. So the,
0: the, the mountain of itself is good for us. Mm-hmm. Meaning it is good to be able to communicate story through film and music and to be able to share information. That's an inherently good thing. Mm-hmm. The different messages that are communicated may not be good. And the, the use of that mountain may not be good. But does that change the inherent goodness of the mountain of culture itself? the answer is no
1: right but I don't think a lot of people
0: think that mm-hmm. you are good by nature of the fact that you are a work of a divine artist who is good right, right? you have yeah. good you are good mm-hmm. but we are corrupted mm-hmm. we are impacted we are distanced from our creators through sin now we're dealing in the realm of well, we're in realm of relationship, not of essence of nature. The reason why understanding the inherent goodness of God's creation is important
1: mm-hmm.
0: is because we we need to concede that because of sin that creation is corrupted, mm-hmm. but because of Christ, that creation is and can be redeemed.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And this is where I think we have some reframing that needs to happen, at least in this this corner of the world, oh, about what that means. Absolutely, because it's, it's a ga- it is a game changer. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, <laughs> it uh, that's why I can have these conversations with people and be open to this instead of being under the mindset of yeah, it's all terrible because that's all I see, and that's all, I mean, but no, it's it, when we start exploring this and we really start digging into it. We can see this goodness that is all around us, that God has infused into his creation and into his people. Now, that, that doesn't mean that there aren't bad people. It doesn't mean that there aren't demonic forces out there, that there are evil forces. Right. No. But at the same time, I think we give way too much credit to that. We give way too much attention and airplay to that and not to the good stuff that's happening. I mean, the, the thing I keep thinking about is during during the lockdown, during when everything was shut down, and it just seemed so bleak and everybody was what, what one thing that was huge that got so many millions of hits on YouTube was John Krasinski doing the some good yeah, news thing. Right. Right. I mean that right there, I think is an indication of how we're yearning for this. And even in the midst of this terrible pandemic where everybody, all we saw in the media was all these people dying and all these things. I mean, I vividly remember, and I'm sure everybody else does too, all these terrible images and all these terrible stories about how it was just everything was literally just hurtling towards t- death and it, where it's just a matter of time. Then this comes in and you get all of these stories from all around the world of these amazing good things that are happening and these uplifting things and it was just such a breath of fresh air and people gravitated towards that. And I think that there's so much more of that that we don't understand. It's not just an isolated thing. It's not just these one little these little pockets of of goodness that are in there. No. It is a pervasive thing, but there is still evil. There is still darkness in the world, but it is not winning. I don't think. I don't think it's winning.
0: There's a lot of people who would disagree with. that. Of course think.
1: they do. Yeah, and yeah. for good reason. And I understand that. And I would love to talk to
0: people about that. What do you mean by winning?
1: Well, and that's again I mean, we that all die, word. So right. So you're saying that if if we were winning, we would be immortal.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just simply saying <laughs> no. that uh, decay sure uh, is is a fact of life. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. at my age, I don't move as fast. I'm not as either. Don't think as fast. I, things hurt Mm -hmm. that didn't used to hurt. I mean, I'm, my eyes are blurry. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. inevitably decaying Mm -hmm. Uh, institutions decay. Uh, You know, there's a, there is a cycle of things that wind down. Mm -hmm. So when you say good is winning, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you mean?
1: Because I, I'm this life that we have on earth is, is a blip. It is a small representation of eternity. And so, yes, of course we die. Yes, there's a cycle here, but this is not it. What our well, life I on earth. You mean in
0: the end it's all good? Right. Well, so that, well, so.
1: Because we know that Jesus has already won.
0: Right, right. I mean, I think most Christians assent to that, but what is the state of that winning right now?
1: Well, see and that's where that's where it becomes into. Well, what do you, what is your perspective on this? Okay. I mean, I think it can be very different. I think people can view that winning as different as different things because I see it as, when I look out into the world, I look out into creation, I look at these people, I have these conversations. I have I talk to Michelle, I talk to my kids, I talk to you, I am filled with this idea of God's reign through us. And him, him doing something amazing in us and through us, and I'm, I'm, what a privilege it is to be a part of it for right, right now while I'm on this earth. Now again, I is that more
0: Is that more of a personality thing than an objective? I mean, because you're an optimistic.
1: I, but see, it's funny that you describe me as that. You're because pretty optimistic I, well, now, but I was not before. No, but I
0: mean, right now, I mean, you, you tend to be an encourager. Mm, you're a course. strong affirmer of people. Because you're very of what supportive. Jesus
1: has done in me. Yeah,
0: granted. Uh, but but that's how does that relate to that the kingdom of God is winning right now?
1: Because if he can do that kind of stuff in me, yeah, he can do it through anybody. Okay,
0: I get. It. All right, that's, that's fair. That's a. I have nothing else to say. That was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about deep magic. Th- oh, this oh is, I um, love deep magic. Love yeah, it. I mean, you know, C.S. Lewis. Uh, my understanding, and I could be wrong, is that you know he wrote a lot of books, and I've mm. read many of his books. Some of, some of them I some of them I understand, <laughs> oh, some of
1: them I don't. Most of them I don't. He's such a prolific writer, and I, my I, understanding I want...
0: is though that he uh, mm. kind of stopped writing uh, prose and said, "I'm going to just I'm going to write story because mm-hmm. he felt he would be able to better convey." what he was attempting to communicate through story more through, more so than through nonfiction. I, yeah. That was my understanding. I could be wrong about that. But then you have, you know, you have the Space Trilogy, you have mm-hmm. the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Chronicles of Narnia, I've read them several times. The more times you read them, the more you realize the depth of what he's oh. communicating oh. is mm-hmm. far more than your first reading where you think it's a fun story about four kids that are in right. land. Oh, yeah. So... I was pulling from book two is the line in the wardrobe. And at the end of the book is this, this masterful scene right after the the crucifixion scene in, mm-hmm. um, in Narnia. And it's the girls who are having the conversation with Aslan about the, the magic. And I was tying it to what we're doing here is we're talking about these ideas that form and shape us. And, I was sort of mystified by where Lewis was going with that because I thought, you know, how powerful that is for what we're attempting to do here at Soil and Roots, which mm-hmm. is, do we do we honestly think, do we believe that the ideas of the kingdom of light are the deeper magic? hmm That they are the original good ideas, that dark ideas are only facsimiles and corruptions, there's no original bad ideas, mm-hmm. and that the good ideas are more powerful than the bad ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, do Mm -hmm. we actually believe that? Because from my perspective, and as one observer, I tend to wonder if modern Christians frame their reality through the badness and the Mm -hmm. evil and the suffering, which is very real. Mm -hmm. But what what that tends to lead to is a conclusion that the ideas of darkness are more powerful than the ideas of light. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of nuances in there, Mm -hmm. but I'm just curious when you listen to that section where I basically say the ideas of light are deeper and older, Mm -hmm. you know, what Lewis is referring to as the deeper incantations, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I sort of had this moment of, ha, you know, Mm -hmm. like the ideas of light, uh, the, 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 unconscious assumptions, the conclusions, the hidden pieces of life that we usually don't explore from the kingdom of light are deeper, older, more powerful, purely good. Do we actually function from that assumption? Is that actually how we operate in our lives? And I'm not sure that I'm not sure that we do.
1: I think, I mean, when you were describing all that and talking about that, I think that so many people, believers, are not even going to delve into this because they hear the word magic. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But I mean, that's a sad, I think it's a sad thing because they hear that and they're like, Oh, that's something mystical. Or that's that again, that's darkness. That's it's witchcraft. It's no, I'm not going to. And they miss the whole point of what Lewis is saying. Yeah. And because it is such an amazingly beautiful concept that the ideas of light have been around much longer and are much more powerful and are original than the ideas of darkness. And the ideas of darkness corrupt the light and they mangle the light and they twist the light and they confuse and they, you know, it's all about, like you said, destruction, decomposition, all of this stuff. And it's, I think that so many people are afraid to go there because they don't want to have false hope. I think, I think that a lot of people. False hope.
0: Yeah. Because, well, I, again, I mean, we, I think girls. most Christians agree, though, that in the end, Jesus wins. It all wraps up nicely. So why, why so would it why, be f-
1: false hope? Because why can't he be doing it now? Well, if I mean, he's not doing it now. And again, if if he's not redeeming everything now, then maybe it's possible he won't redeem it in the future.
0: That's interesting. The future just, meaning the future of our of our existence, or you mean like the future like forever?
1: Everything, anything, be the one. Yeah. I mean, because again, the two girls they're sitting there and they're think it's it's he's it's gone, over. It's, yeah. he's dead, it's done. We we believed in him. He was so powerful. He was so prolific. Pig. I mean, he was he was yeah. he was unbeatable. He was our rock, and now he's gone. He's dead. Right. Whoa. Okay. Then we have no hope. We have no in the face of that. That is when, again, the God's reign thing, like when you're in the middle of a battle and it doesn't have to be a literal battle, it could be any kind of battle, any kind of struggle. It's so easy to lose hope and because all you see is around you and you're like, "This, okay, it's over, it's done. All the things that I thought were gonna be better, all the things I thought were gonna be good are does,
0: over. Does that play in, you know, we've talked about, do, does the modern church have any real anticipation of their discipleship? meaning do we honestly expect to become more like Jesus uh, i'm not convinced that that is the expectation of most christians or that that's what they're what that's what we're working towards i mean you know we the, the primary purpose of the church is supposed to be character formation mm-hmm. like we go to church in order to be come more like Jesus i'm not sure how many of us show up to church expecting that we we yeah. expect to hear a nice sermon we expect to sing some songs maybe have an experience of some kind but do we expect to leave church different than when we came in? I I'm concerned that because we don't grasp that the ideas of light are older, mm-hmm. deeper, more powerful, we've somehow lost sight of that, that it actually affects our expectation of becoming formed ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, get our Ticket to heaven, I guess, as it were, and then you know, try not to murder somebody, mm-hmm. and then hope hope at some point to die. And that that's and I'm I'm oversimplifying, but I For wonder sure. if that's actually the narrative that's playing in the back of a lot of minds versus uh, the ideas that fill us through Christ are. You know, I'm going to use the word "the deep mag." I'm not using no, the magic. I, it's I love the word. word. Yeah, I love. I'm, it. I'm using Lewis's term. I love so. the idea of deep. Take, magic. Up, take up your concerns with Lewis. I love that. Um, are are powering us, g- governing us, and have already defeated and are defeating the kingdom of darkness. We've lost that narrative. Mm-hmm. We've lost that I, mythology. I don't. I don't mean that. You know, I mean it in terms of that storyline, right. and so. I'm not sure how many of us actually believe that five years from now we're going to think more like Jesus, act more like Jesus, love more like Jesus, give more like Jesus, pray more like Jesus. Uh, I don't, I I don't, I don't hear that narrative much Mm -hmm. in the modern church.
1: No. And I think it's because we, we are told that we are inherently bad.
0: And that when you go to church... And you're saying badness and sinfulness, that's mm-hmm. where we have to be careful with that distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think that when we go to church, the point is to be better than we were when we came in. Like, we're supposed to be better.
0: I mean, act better. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily a heart it's change. It's not
1: a transformative kind of thing. It's not it's a, Just don't do this list right, of things. Right. It's yeah. not, I'm going to activate the goodness in me... I'm going to explore the things that are good and righteous and amazing and wonderful that Jesus wants to bring me into. It's not that it's I'm a corrupted person. I'm an evil person. I'm trying to get the evilness as much as I can get it out of it, out of me as possible and, and have the focus on the good stuff, whatever the good stuff is. That's what I think.
0: Well, but there, uh, Yeah. But I mean, there's a, I was listening to a podcast this week. They, they you know, you're talking about the fact that the kingdom Jesus is, is to get the hell out of us. Like that, that's, that's an actual thing. Right. Like get the hell out of us and out of the world is sort of our mission. But, right. But do you, but do you A, you have to believe that that can happen. Mm-hmm. And B, you have to believe that the powers of lighter powers of Jesus are actually greater than the powers of darkness that would enable us as the church to get the hell out of us and mm-hmm. the hell out of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the emphasis is much more on the darkness
0: than it is on the light. That's yeah, so interesting. I wonder why that is. I mean, you've said because, you know, maybe we've been um, we've been taught sin and grace, but we haven't been taught uh, the Holy Spirit and His power and mm. sanctification as a reality. You know, discipleship as a reality. Maybe we've we're sort of still on the the first level of understanding, but we haven't sort of graduated to okay. Well, what does that actually mean? So if I'm redeemed and I'm saved, uh, what what does that actually mean in terms of my my operating in the world after that.
1: Yeah. I don't think a lot of us understand that we are temples that, I mean, we hear that and, but I don't think we really understand that we have the Holy spirit in us. We have God, the creator of the universe in us. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are worried that if I really try to explore that, I'm going to become arrogant. I'm going to become pompous. Really? I'm going to think. Of, I think some people think that. I think that other people are like, that's impossible. I'm too broken. Yeah, I'm I don't know too if we dark.
0: meditate on that enough. No, we
1: don't. No. I didn't. I did not. And that was huge for me. When I started really letting that seep in and allowing the the image of me being a little outpost of Eden... Like I am, I am a little. Yeah, I'm an image bearer. Yeah. I am a temple. A temple. Yeah. I am. Or heaven and earth meet. An heir to the king. Right.
0: Uh, it reframes well, things. Oh, it? it absolutely. Even in the goes. midst of suffering and oh, the presence of evil, which is very real. Oh,
1: it just changes it. Well, there's a lot completely. to explore. I
0: mean, this was a this was a fun episode to put together. Oh, yeah. Uh We're heading into some more fun episodes. It's gonna Yay. be. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. Uh huh. Uh, so we have a couple of working definitions. We'll continue to mold these and and, uh, mold and make them. The point is not to try to establish some, you know, final thing that everybody would agree to. Mm-hmm. We're trying to think through what the kingdom of light is and how it operates in the world in a way that maybe kind of shakes up our are the notions of that that have been formed by our stories. It's good. All right. Well, we'll see where the kingdom takes us. It's mm, going to be a, a great season. We're, great. we're just dipping our toe into the waters. We have a lot of ways to go. Hey, thanks for listening. We're really glad you're with us. And yeah. we do hope that the greenhouse conversations are setting a good tone for what we're hoping happen in your world. So mm. with your family, with your friends, if you're in a greenhouse of your own, uh, through the soil and roots, ministry, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And we'd always love to hear from you. If mm. if these episodes are provoking good conversation, dialogue, hopefully with your pastor, maybe with a small group leader in your own family, by all means, uh, shoot us an email and reach out to us and let us know.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you're interested in uh, forming your own greenhouse through Soil and Roots or participating in one, uh, you can reach out to us at fish at soilandroots.org. Uh, you're always welcome to do that, and obviously, that's that's at the heartbeat of what we're doing is forming and supporting these greenhouses for the purpose of becoming more like Jesus. Yep. That's why we're that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yep. Uh, if you want more information, you can check us out at soilandroots.org. We'd love to have you uh, sign up for our email list, so you can do that on the website. If you feel led to financially support the work. We would love that as well. Uh, Kyle has bought himself a new Lamborghini. It looks great. So keep those <laughs> donations coming. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Uh, and as always, if you have questions or comments, you could email us at fish at solidroots.org. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time.